Welcome to this phase podcast series, continuing to parent in lockdown. Hello and welcome back to episode three. Here we are, Hannah, our final episode. Our final episode indeed, yeah. And I've remembered my cup of tea this time. Hey. I'm sure I had it with me. Great. <laughs> I couldn't do another one of watching you drink yours and wishing I had mine. <laughs> got to save. Always got to have a cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. So that's sorted. But it's been great. And has there been any standout points for you so far? I think, yeah, I just think all three have just brought like real wisdom and there's just real variety and kind of think, you know, that phrase of, yes, we've all been in the same storm of kind of COVID but actually we've all been in a different boat and all our experiences have been different but also valid and so I think everything that people said has been really valid and really helpful and just again that idea of you know just checking in yourself and seeing seeing how you're doing and yeah thinking about your well-being. Yeah fantastic yeah I think that's what I found really great in the last episode just thinking about how can we be proactive and intentional about putting those things in place to check in with ourselves to recognize maybe when some, we need to change something before we get to that real low or you know really difficult place yeah definitely so um so in the last episode we talked about the data not quite adding up and the potential explanation that people were just you know too busy to check in with where they're at do you think there's any other explanations for why that might be i think yeah, I think there's another another reason that I've kind of thought of, and it's something that's been mentioned already by people, is that idea that like, oh, I'm one of the, I, you know, I'm really lucky, I should be really grateful, um, because other people are always in a worse position than me, so I can't complain. And I think there's so much positive in that, you know, it gives us really good perspective, it helps us to be grateful, to focus on the positives, which is all like really amazing key strategies. But it also can mean that maybe we aren't real or we aren't kind enough to ourselves because we think, you know, I'm not doing that bad. I'm fine. I need to get on with it. Um, so that's what I really spoke to Kirsty, Nicholas and Donna about and their thoughts on this, you know, whether we can go from survival mode where being good well-being just means that I haven't lost my job or that nobody's sick to actually like aiming a bit higher and being able to really thrive and reach good level of well-being. Yeah, definitely resonates. I think, I think that's the thing. And I think I definitely experienced that a little bit myself, like I said earlier, with having friends that were working through this. And, you know, maybe with younger children, which I think has definitely been a more stressful, you know, like I said, there's different things with the older ones, a bit worried, maybe a bit more about their mental health side of things. Whereas with the younger ones, it's just so constant, isn't it? Physically demanding all day, every day, physically and mentally demanding. So, you know, I got friends with little ones and trying to hold down a job and older kids. And you're thinking, oh, well, I literally can't, can't moan about anything. And like you say, we're well. And so I think part of it is definitely worth focusing on that to an extent and, and realizing that actually not, not comparing yourself, not like, oh, I'm, but, but realizing, yeah, none of us are real. Actually, this is okay. You know, this yeah. is what it is. Um, not like I've just got to get on with it, but to an extent we have just got to get on with it and, and get through. So there's an element of that so I, I quite like that like, bit of resilience I think you've got to have that but equally yeah definitely I think people are 
are really struggling and I think as it goes on the longer it goes on especially friends of mine who are working from home I think just that side of things and then perhaps their husbands are working from home and it's just a situation they're just not used to and I think all of us for a while were like yeah we can do this and just for a short time and the longer it's gone on and you sort of think oh is this how it is now and it's so different to it's like anything isn't it it's like we're not out the other side but you are a bit we're out of that really severe lockdown and you're sort of like oh what are the ramifications of this now and I think people are yeah definitely struggling with that um definitely and have an expectation that that they should be okay but I think like I said earlier I think it's just important you do talk to people about how you're feeling about it and I guess it's it's maybe not choosing that person who you know is, is really stressed and in that worst situation if you like but just you know um someone that's maybe in a similar one to you if you know someone that you can just say oh I know we're not perhaps got much to moan about but I am finding this really hard or, or I am struggling with that and massive power in talking to people I think once it's out of your head you feel a lot better right yeah. for me that's definitely true Again, going back, trying to look at the positives. I, I think one of the positives is that well-being and mental health generally is um, sort of coming to the front of public consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. You see it a lot more in the media. There's a lot more people talking about the impact of the pandemic. The numbers and the science are very clear that we are in a mental health crisis and that is only going to get worse the longer that the pandemic continues. Yeah. Um, but I think you know one of the challenges is that there's these kind of multiple camps. So I guess, cause I'm in the, the camp you might describe as a more positive experience from, from the lockdown, the immediate assumption is, oh, well, he, she, them, you know, they must be feeling great. They must mm-hmm. be you know, really, and it's like, we've all got our own pressures in our own yeah. lives. Now, yes, yeah. relative to someone else, I'm in a broadly stable job, you know, I'm not on furlough. I haven't been made redundant. So I suppose I'm not I'm not in survival mode from a financial point of view, but I've still had some days where I really just I did not want to get out of bed, and you know I I, I just could, I, I couldn't face the world, and I don't I don't think that is any different from someone that is say in a more precarious financial position because yeah. we have to kind of I, I, there is something for me in being grateful and being grateful that you know, your your position is X, you're not necessarily to compare it to someone else, but acknowledging that it could be worse. But equally, I think we've kind of got to be okay to just recognise and accept and respect how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. If we feel uh, like we're struggling, if you feel like we can't get out of bed, if you feel like we're anxious, well, you could feel like that when you just won the lottery. Yeah. You know, or when you've got everything that you ever thought that life could give you, you can still have a day where you do not want to get out of bed. Yeah. And for me, I think... It's just about respecting that, that 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 we're all human, regardless of what our particular situation is. I think our situation can make, you know, focusing on, on well-being and being, you know, being well more difficult for sure. You know, that there's definitely circumstantial aspects to that, but you know, I think you can thrive and be in a really tricky uh, personal position, but equally you can feel like you're in survival mode and have everything at your at, at your feet yeah um, from the outside perspective yeah absolutely right I mean uh, that's that's the thing with, with, with when you talk about about you know the, the health of your mind I and mean, the other day I, I was chatting to my daughter she's seven about worry 
she said to me, well, daddy, you, you don't look worried because you're not crying or you're not like, she was expecting to see like a physical response. Yeah. And that to me kind of summarizes how we often think about it. It's like, uh, you know, someone's only mentally not well if I can see something physically. Yeah. Quite a lot of the time it's hidden, which is the whole reason why we need to be talking about it and offering support and offering, you know, the support that great uh, charities like phase offer right we have to do all that because otherwise it will stay in someone's head yeah yeah so i guess i have another question actually off the back of that is how do we how do we encourage people that even if they haven't lost somebody or they haven't lost their job that it's okay to kind of be more vocal about those struggles and talk to people and reach out and get help yeah that's 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 a very good question it's a tricky one because again speaking from personal experience when I was at my lowest I because I didn't want to recognize how I was feeling and I also didn't really understand it if I'm honest mm. um reaching out was like the last possible thing I wanted to do yeah. so we, we taught there's a lot of narrative around reaching out but when you're when you're low it's actually really hard to do that mm -hmm. so I think the reverse is also true that we all have equal responsibility and accountability to to check in I think the pandemic has made checking in easier, but also harder. Okay. We, we sort of use the, the fact that we're on Zoom calls all day for work as an excuse that, oh, well, I don't want to do another Zoom call tonight. Yeah, it's true. Like, okay, well, that's great. But then what are you then going to do about all those friends and family that you're not naturally going to you know, bump into at the supermarket or go for a quick coffee or go and spend the weekend with? Yeah. You know, what, what ends up happening is days, weeks, months go past. You suddenly realise, my goodness, I hadn't spoken to that person for a long time. I'm assuming they're okay, but maybe I should actually be a bit intentional and, and genuinely ask how someone is, you know, at, at work now. And again, I'll put in coffees with people just to say hello. There's no hidden ulterior motive. It's just, I just wanted to see how you are. And I don't, I don't think enough of us take the time to do that. Like, yeah. I think we expect if someone's not well mentally that they're going to talk about it in the same way that if I broke my arm, I go to the doctor. But we know that there's still so much stigma around that, a significant proportion of people if they if they have that um challenge with their mental health i'm not sure they are gonna phone the doctor off and get an appointment so therefore we have to find ways a to encourage them to do that b to build this kind of coping strategy you know scrapbook of things you can do but is it, is it also about us being more proactive with each other you know i think yeah. the pandemic has created a bit more of a community spirit so yeah, my absolutely. role we have a WhatsApp group and it's like, it's just a great way just to sense check. And if you haven't heard from someone for a while, just might pop along and knock on the door or ping them a quick WhatsApp and say, I haven't seen you for a while. I hope, I hope everything's all right. Cause you never know, like we'll have a conversation with someone and then suddenly they'll pull their heart out to you. I've, I've certainly experienced that where mm. I went to a neighbor's house and checked in. And then I found out all sorts of things about their life that I would never have known had yeah. I not asked that question. Yeah. And they might not have talked to anybody about exactly and yeah. that exacerbates the problem because then you bottle it up and it gets worse and it gets worse and it yeah and i can i can say that speaking from personal experience that 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 is how it will manifest itself if you don't it's like a pressure valve at some point you've got to release the valve and you either do it you know slowly and safely or at some point the valve is going to explode of its of its own accord people are really struggling at the moment and like I said feeling really exhausted and legitimately so like 
and we've all got this sense of life being put on hold a bit so we, we are just trying to get through it's like this strange transition period we're stuck we're stuck in and yeah. so we're just trying to wait it out and like you said survival mode until we, we get through to the other side but um but all of those feelings that we that we have and the reality of just how hard it is um some uh, are sort of getting dismissed a little bit because of this comparison because we might be telling ourselves that people are having it much worse than I am um but I think all that does is then that adds guilt to the list of feelings yeah, as well absolutely. and that's not always helpful to do I know I've done that a little bit I think um I keep saying well you know at least we're healthy or at least we've got money in the bank at least we've got this and um but you know we can have it comparatively good to other people and be having a hard time at the same time yeah I think you know we have it's possible to be really struggling but also you know be surviving and doing well at, at, at the same time it's and it's we've got to find that balance of sure having given yourself that perspective of of where you're at and some of the good stuff is good so perspective and gratitude is helpful but at the same time we also need to give ourselves permission to sometimes acknowledge and feel that it is all a bit rubbish um because only then if we acknowledge those feelings can we actually put the work in to tend to that yeah um because the risk is if we don't acknowledge how we're feeling and how difficult it feels you know we just won't look after ourselves um, we'll just keep thinking that it's all okay and actually I think at the moment your well-being I think is is more important than ever to be investing in that um you know we're because we are all struggling in our individual ways and so yeah. more important than ever do we need to be working on that on that stuff and putting more effort into that so yeah yeah great and where would you say you're personally at in that in survival mode or in kind of trying to get mm. past that hmm. um I think a bit of both and I think sometimes it changes day to day because sometimes there are those days where it does feel literally like okay I just need to focus on the basics today and get through <laughs> I just need to make yeah. sure that we're all yeah. fed and everything that needs to get done sort of gets done but then I am taking care to when I can really spending extra time on some of those well-being practices and I mean I've certainly learned a lot about myself this year um without some of the distraction of just the other general life busyness and all the social stuff that you'd normally be wrapped up in mm. and some of my plans being a bit thwarted and stuff that's given space I think for me to do a lot of self-inquiry which which is rewarding and ultimately worth it but but that's also a bit emotionally exhausting. So um, yeah. for some of the, the good stuff that's been happening, um, which is ultimately going to be good for my well-being, some of that is also a bit emotionally exhausting. And so I think I just have to check in with myself day to day and listen to my body a bit and say, OK, well, some days I just need to, yeah, take it easy. And some days yeah. I can push myself a bit more and I can get a bit more done or I can put a bit more energy into um, myself and some things that are going to, be, be long-term good for me um but I'm working on I think the self-compassion and kindness um in particular and that's what I think I need to get particularly better at in this time so not being yeah. so hard on myself for the days when it is really hard um, yeah 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 I need to get better at that <laughs> <laughs> the final question just so things you know you mentioned there things are starting to change there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel feels like we're we're almost here but it's not going to change overnight um so do you think that we are able to find a way to move past being in just survival mode and getting through it 
and really be able to thrive and grow and reach good level of well-being in this time and if so how oh wow (laughs) (laughs) big question to finish big question yeah I think um yeah I think people are definitely like I said starting to get past survival and uh, having to find new ways of of perhaps coping with what might be for quite a lot longer you know things like the masks and and like I say the working from home the different the different things that we're, we're all partly getting used to aren't we it's funny how quickly you can get used to um someone looks odd if they haven't got a mask on now whereas a year ago we would have been like what so um but I think sometimes even that you you have to sort of process don't you because it's weird you're like oh what how come I'm okay with that now like this is actually really strange and you know like I'm sure we've all said you know watching things on the television or or looking back at old photos of big groups of people and it it all just feels so strange so um I think as things start to come back again it's it's definitely another shift isn't it and that's what's difficult about it all Mm. is the jumping from this to that and then we had the other little lockdown you know hang on we're here again even from a personal perspective it's like all right no kids are going out after school suddenly oh I'm back at work oh and all your after school things are happening but in different ways and you know you're like you're just like don't know where you are but I think in it all you just have to remember it's just a funny a funny time that's how I I sort of get through it I try not to look too far ahead for myself because I know that that gets me a bit like oh then I'll get all eebie but I think also reflect on the past but also don't dwell on that either because mm-hmm. um it does keep changing and we are in what we are in now so I think in order to to thrive I think it's completely possible I think it just in it requires us to yeah keep ourselves in checks uh, like I say learn from where we've been and and try and be as flexible as possible and just keep asking God for for help in it is um is what I do (laughs) so yeah and I think we can thrive and remember that yeah these are hard times and they are strange times but I think if we just can keep in check and I I think the after bit for me is definitely I'm almost more aware of well-being now I think like you say we've come out of perhaps that survival bit and this is the important bit like how has it affected people Mm -hmm. um you know are the kids okay I try and remind myself to keep checking in with them you know I'm so used to them going to school now but I forget actually it's quite a weird environment for them at school you know it's not the same um and although they're getting used to that now I mean they're very adaptable aren't they so um sort of try and take a leaf out of their book sometimes they just seem to get on with it (laughs) and we're all like oh hang on a minute so yeah just um I think it's entirely possible to thrive and just yeah keep God at the center and and try and move with it because ultimately there's nothing we can really do so one thing I've learned in life is it's not worth worrying about the future because we have no control over it so it's um yeah uh easier said than done definitely (laughs) sometimes but yeah entirely possible to thrive I think um God is still God isn't he and and the world is the world and and let's look after each other and uh try and um try and check in on those that are lonely and, and and aren't as maybe in such a fortunate position as as we are so yeah I believe we can because I think broadly I've found a fairly good level of well-being so if I can do it I I kind of figure other people can yeah brilliant but again I I kind of don't want to be so blinkered to the fact that my situation is a lot more positive Mm. so if you're in a situation that is less positive, and I, I guess a lot of it comes down to your level, level of, of resilience and, and your mindset on this stuff, I think the reality of how I live my life, and again, appreciate that I'm in a slightly higher castle here, is that 
we can only work with the cards we're dealt. Yeah. In many respects, so you know, we we could I could take the view that I'm not going to be able to thrive. I'm going to have to wait till the pandemic's over. What happens if that's another three years? Yeah, absolutely. I could take I could make the intentional choice that I'm going to put my life on hold. But I try and live my life, and I'm not perfect at it. Don't get me wrong; I'm not a saint. But I try and live my life recognizing, you know, it's finite, and it, yeah. it is a bit corny to say, but it is genuinely precious. And in my family, we've we've lost people unfortunately as a result of of the pandemic, and that does it, I think that does bring home that yeah. you've kind of got to make the best with the hand you're dealt, and that's not always easy, and it w- will be a struggle, and life can be really complicated and pretty rubbish sometimes but I firmly believe it is broadly within our gift to try and move past just surviving yeah but again I, I do caveat that with if I was in a different position would would I still be saying that I'd like to think so yeah but yeah. it's kind of hard to say because my life broadly I've never faced like monumental struggles whereas for many people that is the reality of their life yeah I think you're right I think it's a it's a big statement but I think if we believe that is possible how do we do that or how do we even work towards doing that you know reaching that good level of well-being I think it's all the things that that we talked about it's is recognizing the the gift of your own life and and making your own decision on how how much do you want to leave on the table when you look back versus how much do you want to put yourself out there and just go for it it's about recognizing that some days will be bad. Yeah. That from how you feel will be like a roller coaster and just kind of accepting that. And then it's about building all, all of these coping strategies and having a toolbox so that on the down days, you can do little things that help boost you. Or on the good days, carry on doing those little things because then yeah. they're going to take you higher up the curve. Yeah. Um, I think it's a combination of those things as well as just continuing to to talk about it and just support the great work that charities like FaZe are doing in all of our local communities. It's it's a combination of all that. But like I said earlier, there's no magic wand. And that's what a lot of people that, str- that struggle, they want that magic wand. And unfortunately, that's just not the reality in life. Yeah, I do. I think it maybe just looks a little bit different to how it has looked before. Um... You know, times are different now and we are going to be going into a different way of life even yeah. when we come to that light at the end of the tunnel and so we need to live differently and and I don't think we can com- you know you can't compare your life to how it was a year ago and expect the same from yourself or expect yeah. the same things that worked for me um this time last year will work for me now or the, the level of productivity I had last year I should have now or um, my my level of well-being last year like I think all of that stuff um, we can't use the same measures it just wouldn't be fair like we've got to um, I think yeah look at things a little bit differently and so that I think a certain amount of stripping back to basics is essential um, and actually a certain amount of lowering expectations in some ways mm-hmm. I think we need to do um, in some of the outward stuff and in some of the kind of when it comes to this sort of efficiency and productivity and stuff, actually, we do need to strip it back to, okay, what are some of the essentials right now? Um, and so lower some of the expectations to relieve the pressure on yourself. Yeah. Then, um, but I think it's that balance of knowing where to strip back, but then also where to invest. And that's where I think well-being should come in as something we need to be investing 
mooring at a time like this yeah um absolutely. and and I think compassion is the way to do that being really compassionate with yourself and acknowledging this is going to be really hard and some days yeah I might not be able to do all you what you don't want to do is set your level of well-being in some of those practices as something to sort of another standard and that something you have to beat yourself yeah. up about we need to be really compassionate and see that some days things are just going to be really really hard but um and so that thriving I guess might just it's how, about how we de- define thriving I guess because I guess thriving in, involves learning and growing and moving forwards yeah absolutely which can sometimes be a bit messy and painful though so we have you know thriving sounds like it's going to be wonderful and lovely all the time but um but it might just look a bit messy at times but actually yeah. it might be moving you forward so and I think this pandemic certainly it does provide a lot of opportunities for learning and growing growing which will ultimately lead to thriving so opportunities to learn about yourself yeah opportunities to work on issues that are coming up for you that have perhaps been triggered by what you've been going through um opportunities to reprioritize your life so choosing inward over outward choosing being over doing and and opportunities to grow in resilience and stuff and all of that stuff ultimately will lead to to thriving and living better if we can see those opportunities and, and invest in those and I guess you just need to I think if we can be open to whatever's happening and allow that stuff to teach us and and then as part of that being open to asking for help in in meeting those needs and stuff and being gentle with ourselves all of that stuff um is going to lead to thriving so I think yeah I think it's possible it will just look different was great I think there was some really good stuff in there and you know as always it's important to recognize that balance that we are in a pandemic we are in a in a crisis and there is a lot of real challenges to that but also recognizing that we want to move past that we want to aim for a little bit more than that and to really be able to thrive I don't know what your thoughts are on that yeah definitely I think it's something that I've really wrestled with and I think you know first you're like I just you think I just want to get out of this like I can't keep living in this debt and I think actually Mm -hmm. for me it's been a real I've had to really work hard at shifting my mindset of actually like okay I don't know when this is going to end so actually instead of just kind of trying to get through this and just almost count down for when it's going to end which we don't know when it's going to end actually kind of get into this mode of okay how do I almost get used to this as the new norm how do I adjust to it so that actually I'm not just um surviving but somehow I can perhaps even allow myself to to thrive. And I think a big one for this, a big change um, for us is, you know, we've had to start working from home, which I really, you know, I miss yeah. being in the office, but yeah. <laughs> but how do we, you know, it's going to be a long-term thing. And so how do you not just kind of survive working from home, but how do you perhaps even try and make it an environment where you can thrive, where it can be a setting where actually you can can work well and again it's one of those things where okay that is in my you know in my control I can try and make set up a workplace which actually I can um start to to thrive in that that space and and work well so I think that's just one way in which I have tried to go from that kind of okay survival mode um to perhaps thriving a little bit and also shifting my mindset of from I just want to get out of this to actually okay well maybe this is what partly a new norm looks like and how do I adjust yeah. to, to living in this in this way yeah and like you said with that circle of con- control like 
if this is something that doesn't change, I can't control, you know, we hope and we're kind of expecting that stuff is going to start going back to normal, but there will be something that don't for a long time. I think working yeah. from home probably is one of them. Yeah, we can't control that. You know, this might be for a year, another two years, five years, you know, hopefully not, but like that's outside of our control. What we can control is this is the situation I'm in. How do I make the best of it? I think that's such a good, yeah, definitely. yeah really important perspective. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being part of this and for sharing your expertise and your wisdom. It's been really great to hear from you. And thank you as well to Kirsty, to Nicholas, to Donna for all that they've shared. Um, and thank you for listening. We really hope that you've enjoyed this. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, so please do get in contact with us. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Faze Hitchin. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.